Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, we got some great news, in my opinion, uh, from Adrian Wojnarowski and from multiple sources about the NBA possibly returning. There's been a lot of huge updates over the past couple days, so we'll just get straight into it. Apparently, what's, what's being speculated on, what's been put out amongst NBA people right now, is that around June 1st, there's an expectation that players will be called back to be with their teams and start training once again. Then there'll be a couple week period where they'll be doing individual individual workouts then there will be a three week stretch of two to three week stretch of NBA training camp then the moment that everyone's sort of been waiting for everyone that the moment that people have been wanting to happen for a, a long time the NBA will potentially return around mid-July Riker what, what how are you taking in this news it's not set in stone but as Woj put it bearing anything unforeseen some unforeseen circumstances this is what the NBA expects to happen over the next few weeks yeah, well, there, like you said, there's a bunch of layers of approval that they need to go through, different hoops that they need to jump through before anything can materialize into an actual game. But what mm-hmm. was most exciting about that little report is really the conversation around how will the rest of the season or how will the playoffs be structured? Because you have a lot of teams that are close, that are in the running, Um it, it, it does leave now the, the opportunity to actually debate about the more fun things about the NBA. Now that, like you said, the perspective is that we might very well have NBA action return this season. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll break all that down, but we want to preface this. It's not guaranteed yet. It's not official set in stone, but it's looking very encouraging right now. That's, that's the outlook from NBA people. We've seen the owner of the Rockets come out and say he fully expects the NBA to return. Things have turned into a much positive, more positive light over the over the past few days, especially. But you you brought it up. The there's some question marks and some things that have to be negotiated about how the season would actually return. And there's obviously the teams that are sort of fighting to get into those seventh and eighth seeds. They they want the season to go on longer, but the teams that are already settled there would probably prefer you know to go straight into the playoffs or, or something like that. How did you sort of interpret what's what's going to happen? What Woj broke down? Well. I mean, you got to think at the end of the day, this is a business. These are employees of the league. They are unionized. That is what the 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 union is, the right? So they, there needs to be some sort of negotiation not only to incentivize teams that are on the fringe of making the playoffs come back, but to play, right? And, and fight for those mm-hmm. bottom spots, but also to make the guys that are already locked in, the Milwaukee's or the Toronto Raptors, what is their incentive to play regular season games, right? So I, we, we, what we need to figure out or what, what the fun thing is here to speculate about is how long will or what will the format of a regular season be? Because I can't imagine teams that are on the fringe. East, there's a bit more room. This is one of the most competitive Eastern conferences that we've seen in a, in a while, Ben. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but top Eastern? one through six is really good. And even seven oh, yeah. and eight have a good jump on Washington. I mean, come on. But in the West, I mean, you look at those yeah. last couple guys. New Orleans was making a surge. Nobody was really necessarily counting out Sacramento. Portland is always in the mix. Dallas was, they're there. Memphis was starting to slip. So, the, how, right? How do you give them all an equal opportunity to make the playoffs? So that's that's what to me is really interesting about this whole thing. 
For sure. And one thing Adam Silver came out and said, he said, there's definitely going to be seven game series if the playoffs are going to go ahead. He doesn't want to cut back any of the specific games during the playoffs. So the big question about what's going to happen is, how will the regular season be played out? And you brought it up. The the top of the Eastern Conference, there's a lot of distance between teams. The top six is competitive, but the rest has fallen off. But the the real sort of intense situation or the, the intense stuff going on is in the Western Conference. And there's been brought up whether, obviously, should they just play out the rest of the season, maybe with some reduced amount of games, because I don't think they'll get all 20 or 25-odd games that they have left in during the span of time. But if they do have, like, a shortened regular season, or, you know, do they do a play-in tournament? And that's something that's been brought up. And that would be really interesting. Obviously, the, the top teams in each seed, so the Toronto Raptors wouldn't be affected by that, but teams of the lower seeds and that that's the that's the weird thing because you brought it up the eastern conference there's a huge distance between eight and nine you know those lower seed there's a huge variance in sort of games one and all that sort of stuff but the western conference it's it's right in the pack and almost seems unfair if they sort of knock out these teams before they really get a chance to to get going like they would have you could make an argument even for the east ben you can make an argument even for the east because home court advantage i would assume means nothing anymore you don't really necessarily care about fans because there there Mm -hmm. won't be any fans in attendance i don't know if you tuned into the ufc match that was about two three weeks ago now i guess i watched it same thing no fans in attendance it was a little bit strange but it gives you another perspective on watching these athletes perform when you can hear the sideline coaches you can hear really all of their grunts and their groans right you get the really much more intimate view of what these athletes are like how they're being physically pushed to the limit so i don't think that that's a concern but ben you'd have to even say that teams like the fans of boston or the fans of miami they would say that they would have still had a chance maybe to take mm-hmm. over that second seed from Toronto. And although having home court advantage on a fan side is not necessarily that critical or not relevant at all whatsoever, you still have to look at matchups. So would you not say that even the top teams in the East still might want to fight to get a little bit better so that they're not playing, say, Philadelphia in that first round if they finished sixth? Or like, is that any consideration, do you think? I think that's definitely something that has to be considered because, yeah, you brought it up. Like, the Celtics were the second seed for most of the year, and the Raptors caught them, you know, right before the All-Star break, and then, you know, they continued to hold that spot as they went along, but I'm sure they expected to come back to use the Raptors as an example. But, yeah, positioning is essential. Obviously, home court advantage doesn't matter for any team because they're all going to be in the same place in, I believe it's Disney World has been named the front runner now, the clear front runner for games to be hosted. So that's the interesting thing if they'll actually play regular season games because that that's that's the question because these teams that haven't been playing for 2 3 months obviously they'd want to finish out the regular season if the, a regular season was going on all the the money you'd be making from those TV deals and whatnot but if you're the last seed in the Eastern Conference and you have no chance of making the playoffs these games don't really matter that much to your team and you probably won't get that many people tuning in so do those teams really want to come back and take part in a regular season where the season's already over for them. So for those teams, it wouldn't really make sense to come out of this sort of isolation, train for months, and then have a month of basketball that is sort of meaningless. But 
you know, teams that are looking to change position and stuff. So that's the sort of argument that I'm saying some of those owners would be against having a regular season, sort of adjusting the records and not, maybe not playing out the whole season, but, and even if it's shorter, having those teams come back, because I can't imagine you're doing a regular season with just some teams completely eliminated. I feel like that would be really weird, but uh, having maybe a, a play-in style tournament for for things could happen or doing a maybe a round robin i don't know how creative they could possibly get for the regular season aspect or the pre-playoff format do you you know that well, that's, that's too ben i mean we i'd assume most people that listen to the podcast have played basketball in some capacity certainly we've both played at varying competitive levels i mean if you're a player in the nba or even take your put yourself in whatever league you want put yourself in the european league put yourself in elementary league i don't care if you have the option say your team is going into the playoffs you know that the rest of the teams are equally as talented as you some better than others would you rather regardless of what your standing is jump straight into playoffs into a playoff series or would you rather have a couple games to you know maybe shake off the rust like i, I don't know like if you're an nba player are you is anybody pushing just to start playoffs immediately? I would assume that most want to have a couple competitive games mm-hmm. that are at a higher level than just intra-team scrimmages, just to even see that they're you know to get a couple shots off and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, no that that's a that's a essential point, and that's that's the tricky thing because all the players are gonna you know the the playoff teams are gonna want to play the fringe playoff teams are gonna want to have games and you know get get full form for a potential playoff push if you're in there or if you're not in there just yet or if a playoff push if you're in there like the Toronto Raptors would be but the teams that wouldn't want to play I think have a strong argument for why they wouldn't want to sort of have everyone settle in a certain specific location and all that sort of stuff so it's going to be interesting if I had to predict what's going to happen I think they'll have a regular season from everything that's been sort of put out. I don't think you can just do a play in tournament. Maybe that's possible. Maybe they could have some exhibition games go on to sort of get that competitive edge going with certain teams. But I think everyone will have to be involved to sort of finish out some part of the regular season. But what what, what do you sort of predict is going to happen with all this record? Because there's a lot of varying parts. If you know, we're, know we're assuming the league's coming back, but. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it's more fun to assume they come back. We've been talking yep. for two months saying that they they might, they might not. Let's just assume that they are. This is what I could see. Not what I predict, but what I could see. Because on the one hand, you have how do you incentivize players to come back? But on the other hand, you say as competing athletes in a trade where they're employed and they want to make money, it would make logically the most sense that they'd want to have a few competitive games before they get to the, the real deal, the playoffs. Right, So you kind of have both ends of the spectrum, and you have very limited capacity to actually, I would assume, a, a limited capacity to be able to actually host these games, to manage them all. You want to minimize, of course, everyone's exposure, limit the risk that any of these guys are going to get the, the flu or the, the, you know, the virus. So what I would think, not what, not what I assume is going to happen, but what I would maybe do, I'd cut off the bottom couple teams in the conference, because the ones that are irrelevant, I'd maybe cap it at 10 teams per conference. And maybe you're only going to go intra-conference games because those ones are a little more meaningful. They're potential playoff previews. Because if I look at it from the NBA standpoint, they also want to make sure that they're going to get the most amount of viewers per game. So they're going to come out firing. They're going to come out with the biggest, ma- I would assume, they're going to come out with the biggest mm-hmm. matchups possible. But I would also think that it would make the most sense. Keep them intra-conference 
have the Bostons playing the 76ers and the Bucks playing the Raptors. Give them those competitive games. Give the top 10 teams a chance to figure out rankings over however many games that you want to play, but keep it as simple as possible so that at the end of the day, there's no confusion over, you know, do people like the way that the, the rankings finished, if they're actually deserved it or not. I, I think that I think that would be ideal if they could find out a way to sort of, you know, get competitive regular season games going that also sort of prepare teams to get into the playoffs, but also, you know, make it a fair situation for a playoff race. And I think that would be ideal, but I think it'd be tough to sort of, organize how to really decide that cutoff because you look at the standings and I'm just pulling up the standings here you have a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference that are basically knocked out they're you know way far behind the Orlando Magic in sort of getting into the playoffs like the the Wizards the Hornets the nine seed Wizards are about five and a half games behind the the Magic or four and a half or whatever so yeah five and a half so you know the the playoff top eight in the East is already set but in the Western Conference you have yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies at about 18 games back. So then you have the Sacramento Kings, the Pelicans, the Trailblazers all tied for uh, 9th, 10th, and 11th. And then the Spurs a half game behind all of them. And then the Phoenix Suns just two games behind them, sort of all jockeying for position. I guess you could cut it at the Suns maybe at that point. But, you know, how do they decide that sort of line to sort of cut teams out of, from, from I the agree. jump? I agree. I agree with that. And I don't know how, how the Players Association would respond if you just ax x amount of teams from being allowed to come back but the the, the simple fact is if they're not going to have a full regular season they don't have access to multiple facilities right they're gonna they have very limited time and space to play these games what's going to draw in a bigger fan base Who, who's going to mm-hmm. tune in to watch the phoenix suns play a game doesn't matter who it's against <laughs> the charlotte hornets to play any team in the nba doesn't matter who like people aren't tuning in for that match and when you have limited time and capacity to play teams i would assume that they're gonna play the best possible matchups to incite the most viewers especially given they don't have any sort of in-person sales so i agree i don't know how it would actually work when you have to factor in the players association and and how much parity everybody would want and how much motivation that nba players would have to come back from the league but in a perfect situation i i would say that you'd almost want to just chop off 11 through 15 in both conference just say sorry uh sorry san antonio sorry sacramento you guys didn't you know you didn't get up to the 10th seed and try again next season that's fair and that's a fair way of going about it but then you have like the the bulls who are 22 and 43 in the east getting in over the spurs who are just a half game back of the ninth seed you know what i mean so that's like the interesting thing about the cutoff and you know, how would Greg Popovich feel if he just got cut off during maybe one of his last seasons for a chance at a last playoff push, especially where you mentioned he knew he, he knows Grizzlies he's on a sinking struggling. ship with that team. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But they the Spurs usually make it. I guess it would be an excuse for them to keep their playoff streak alive or something like that. But, you know, how are players on those teams going to go about? So if you could create a situation like that, where, as you mentioned, the most exciting games are happening and play teams are getting prepared for the playoffs, I think that would be a win-win situation for the league, the players. You know, the players that are playing obviously would suck for the teams that think they still have a chance but don't really. I guess the Spurs still do if we're counting Portland and the Pelicans and the Kings because they're only a half game back, but depends on how many games are going to be played. And, you know, we haven't really touched on the, the idea that Woj name-dropped in his sort of rant on ESPN. Uh, what are your thoughts on a play-in tournament? Because I think that would be an extremely interesting thing to watch. 
you know the you know if you took the seventh and eighth seed and played them against the ninth and tenth, you could even do it from you know six, seven, eight through nine, ten, eleven, and have those sort of do a three, five game series for those last playoff spots. Would you be interested in that? Maybe you know the top seeds get some games against each other to sort of prep for the playoffs. You know the Raptors maybe play the Denver Nuggets in a match, a couple matches. Do you think that would be a, a realistic route as well? Because I think that could be entertaining as well. It would be entertaining. I, d- I don't see how likely that would be. Is because you're putting a, a way, you know, way more games on these bottom-seeded teams in a much more competitive atmosphere, injury uh, or risk of injury, right? And, and even if you still have some sort of semblance of a series for the top teams, what incentive do they have to really exert themselves if they know that they've already locked in their spot for a playoff although like i said you can already say that you can already give that argument anyways so i don't know what what the difference between exhibition games would be it's it's such an interesting point ben what what, what is your thought on it i think it'd be cool and if they could make a way to sort of get those games competitive with those top seeded teams or, or something like that i feel like that could be really interesting maybe do some freaky form of playoffs where you have 11 teams in it or something and the top seed gets a buy or something like that that could be another interesting route there's yeah i find i think finding a way to incentivize would be a route but i don't know how realistic that would necessarily be if they're going to be having regular season games i feel like they'd structure it like a regular season if they end up doing it and maybe a play-in tournament if the regular season they feel is too short. I don't I don't really know how that would work. And I feel like if they're going to have an in-season tournament, they'll probably have those types of games to get everyone ready and and that sort of stuff. But it's really interesting, and it, it's going to be interesting to see how creative they're willing to get with this. Because Adam Silver has said, because if, if they make this too gimmicky, the, the season will be sort of written off, right? And that's something Adam Sil- Silver doesn't want. He wants... He said he wants a true champion this season. He doesn't want there to be an asterisk behind it. I know some people like Shaq and all of them are saying, oh, there'll be an asterisk behind whoever wins this title. But well, there I will. feel like if it well, I feel like if there's if there's a seven game series playoffs, this winning this title might honestly be more impressive than a regular one, because it shows you were able to sort of keep your team engaged and all, all this over this huge break. I'd sort of look at it as more more of an impressive feature if it's a you know, a fair playoffs it's not like a three three game per series tournament or whatever that they're going through to win the finals but you know that that's the thing that's going to be taken about it I feel like if they get too gimmicky with the play-ins especially if it incorporates the top seed then it might be difficult but if they're willing to get creative especially with the regular season stuff I'd love to see that yeah well we just want to see the NBA come back whatever way it happens I'm sure that'll be exciting to viewers and it just it just comes down to what what can they make an agreement with because all the players need to opt into this it's a you know it's a collective decision uh, with the players association so they all need to agree and it just i guess it depends on how keen they all are to get back at it and how competitive they want to be out of the gate for sure so it's going to be interesting to see what happens we'll keep you posted on any other big news obviously we're not reacting to every little tidbit that gets dropped but any more big news happens we'll we'll let you know on the channel so stay stay subscribed we re- appreciate you guys for making this far check out the twitter the instagram all the cool stuff Riker, any last words on the nba season potentially returning goosebumps goosebumps man it's on we're on the it's on the horizon exciting the sun is rising in the <laughs> east rip in game of east. zones that's all i have to say over the north cheers